Hello and welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. This is where we talk about money, investing and all things personal finance. I'm your host, Peter Kamalafe, and it is my mission to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Now, with living costs continuing to rise, Money Hub on a mission to engage and empower its customers to take control of their finances and improve their financial wellness. Money Hub provides a central space to see all your accounts and assets so you know exactly what's coming in and exactly what's going out. You can connect your current account credit cards, investments, pensions, savings, mortgages, and loans, all with ease, allowing you to have a clear view of all of your accounts within one platform. Once connected, Money Hub will help you learn to manage your money better with simple, actionable steps. You can analyze your spending, pay off your debt, see how your investments are performing, and also set yourself personal spending goals. If you're a homeowner, you can connect your property and see up-to-date property valuations. And if you rent, you can report your rent payments to Experian, giving your credit score a boost. Money Hub has been named in the FinTech Power 50 Trailblazer cohort and has the widest range of connections available in the UK. To get started, down Download the app today and take advantage of a free six-month trial with no automatic renewal, which means you get to choose whether you want to continue or not after trial. With Money Hub, small improvements lead to big achievements, whether it's paying off debt, boosting your savings, or monitoring your investment. Money Hub makes money management simple and convenient. You can download today on the Apple Store or Google Play. There is a link in the show notes. Hello, good morning. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this Monday morning. We live in a fast moving world of news and just things happening. So uh, today's episode is going to try to bring you up to speed with everything that's happened this past week. Before we get started, though, um, I want to say a big welcome to all of the new listeners that have picked up the podcast in the last, I want to say the last month or so. Uh, looking at my podcast analytics, we've seen a 22% jump in um, downloads, which means new people are joining, new people are finding uh, the podcast and hopefully getting value. So I wanted to take a second to say a very big welcome. Thank you for finding me. And um, yes, look, this podcast is all about keeping you up to date, obviously, with financial news. Um, recently, it's been a lot of political news because it does impact financial decisions, the investment world, so on and so forth. But really, it's all about helping you make the best financial decisions possible and sharing some of the knowledge that I've gained through 15 years um, in my career across retail banking, corporate banking and wealth management. So thank you so much for joining. And uh, please do also share it with people that you know who might also benefit from this kind of content as well. So as I've already mentioned, um, there's a lot that has happened this past week. Last week, we spoke about spending cuts tax hikes. Um, and it feels as though we're in limbo at this point in time, because last Thursday, I'm sure it was Thursday, last Thursday, yes, last Thursday, time flies, Liz Truss resigned out of the blue. Now, there were a lot of people who were predicting that it was going to happen, that she was on borrowed time, so on and so forth. But as politicians do, they do interviews and they're, they're, they're stubborn, they're convinced, they're trying to give this air of, I guess, confidence and reassurance that they're going to stay in situ, in situ. And I guess for her, the position was completely unattainable. And, you know, if we were to dissect this entire episode, we all know the reasons why. I mean, I bless her and I don't support what she did. In fact, if anything, speaking to people, what she's done has 
led to real tangible um, negative impacts to people's mortgages, rents, what she's done with the over enthusiasm and the lack of planning has had a negative impact on people. But on a human level, I kind of feel sorry for her because I'm sure that she she approached it with the best intentions possible. She just didn't have the competence to pull those things off. And so we see that she resigned last Thursday. And since then, it's just been a question of, well, who is now going to lead the party? Now, it's funny because on Thursday morning, this is before the news of Liz's um, resignation came through in the afternoon. I posted a poll, a poll on my YouTube community tab asking people whether or not they thought there should be a general election. And it's interesting because in the community tab, I had uh, about 500 or so, 600 people respond to the poll. And it was an 87% yes to a general election right now, which I think is a, is very much a litmus test of how the general public are feeling about the entire situation in Westminster right now. And uh, certainly for through other political um, spheres, we're seeing, you know, uh, Scotland and Nicola Sturgeon uh, angling for independence again now um, because there's so much uncertainty. And to a certain extent, I don't really blame them, um, to be honest. It's a little bit of a mess. And so we're in the midst of a leadership contest yet again. Now, before we talk about that, I think we need to maybe just go back a couple of steps because last week we talk, we spoke about uh, tax cuts, well, tax hikes and spending cuts. For what I understand based on what I've been reading and just general conversations that I've been having, Jeremy Hunt has, has done a great job in stabilizing the pound. So this past week, we've seen that the pound has, you know, been level at around about a pound 13 for pretty much most of the week. It dipped a little bit to, down to a pound 10 versus the dollar. But at the moment, it's about a pound 13 or so. So he did a great job at stabilizing the pound especially after the Bank of England bond buying program ended. And so with a lot of the language he was using in the budget, as I mentioned last week, it was about reassuring the the market and trying to rebuild confidence again. Most of the measurements or most of the things that he announced last week, which was to basically decimate um, the mini budget, really, um, completely, uh, apart from a few things around stamp duty and whatnot, now that there's a new leadership contest, we're hearing that the detail of that money budget, which was due to be announced on October 31st, is actually going to going to be postponed. Because I think what they're trying to do now is they're trying to understand who is going to be the new leader of the Conservative Party and therefore the new Prime Minister, and then come up with a plan from there. Which brings us right really up to date to what's been happening today, Sunday, as I record this. Uh, Rishi Sunak seems to be in the pole position for for the for the contest, uh, followed very, very closely by Boris Johnson. Um, from what I understand, um, in order for you to be uh, to get through to the to the voting round, you essentially need 100 uh, MPs to back you. Uh, at last count, Rishi had about 140 to 145. 
Boris Johnson, who apparently came back from holiday to put himself forward for this contest, is on around about 57 to 59. Penny Morden is around 23, 24 MPs backing her at this point in time. Uh, I read that Boris um, was trying to encourage Penny Morden to step down because um, I think his thinking was that he would gain some of the MPs that back in her, uh, trying to get him up to 100. Now, whether or not that is going to happen or not, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are saying that he's got enough uh, members, enough, enough confidence within amongst the MPs to get to 100 backers. Other people are just saying that he shouldn't even be in this contest whatsoever, considering everything that happened in the lead up to his departure, which I don't know whether you agree with. I won't put my personal view in here, or actually maybe I will. I don't think he should, um, because aside from us just losing face on an international stage, um, it's a little farcical to know that he left and got, you know, kind of driven out of the party and, you know, quit as prime minister because of incompetencies and, and a lot of other stuff to, for him only to be in power in what less than 60 days from his departure. It's just, it's absolutely mad to me. Um, so the general consensus at the moment is that Rishi is going to be the leader. He's got 140, 145. And if Boris doesn't get to a hundred, uh, backers or hundred votes in his back in him or in his favor, by 2 p.m. today, Monday, as you're listening to this, then Rishi effectively becomes the de facto winner um, and he becomes the next prime minister. Now, what do we need right now? Uh, we've had a lot of uncertainty in the market. I think market confidence is really important right now. And it's been interesting, you know, observing what's happened over the past two, three weeks in the fact that the markets seem to have had a lot more influence over political and economic decisions than ever before in history. And personally, I think from my view as someone who works in in, in financial services and I, I follow the markets, I think that what we need right now is a safe pair of hands to continue to build confidence with the markets in our ability to do the right thing as a, as a country and a safe pair of hands to help us navigate this from an economic, political point of view. Because the damage on mortgage rates has already been done. Um, I don't know and I don't think that there will be uh, a turnaround in the mortgage rates that, that have already been put out there. I could be wrong. But I may have mentioned this in the episode last week. The average two-year fixed rate mortgage across all deposit levels a week ago was coming out at just over 6%. Now, if we're able to instill confidence in the market, in our ability to come up with a fiscal economic plan that balances with the backing of the Office of Budget Responsibility, are we likely to see the mortgage deals that are already out there at 6% 6 come down, be redrawn from the market and reintroduced at a lower rate. I've never heard of that happen before, and I'm not sure that it would happen, but we can be hopeful because this is the danger that we actually face. And this is why this decision around the next leader of the Tory party, the next prime minister is so important is because 
we are potentially heading towards a a concoction of of things happening that could be a catastrophe you know with mortgage rates increasing we have too many fixed rate mortgages coming to an end next year and according to the recent stats around energy prices so one of the things that Jeremy Hunt did slash was the 150 billion pound energy uh, scheme which was going to cap the unit prices for average households for the next two years that's effectively gone so the help that we've got now around the 400 pounds energy discount um, scheme um, that's going to continue up until the end of March then in April it is rumored that energy prices are going to go up by 74 percent <laughs> just take that in 74 percent which means that if you were to extrapolate that over the year where we're talking about the cap being at two and a half thousand pounds on unit price for an average household it was going to go up something like four and a half thousand pounds now what he has said is that there will be further help available in april but it's likely going to be um means tested in some way shape or form but how it's going to be mean tested, what they're going to look at, we don't yet know. One of the phrases that he continued to use last week when he was speaking, this is Jeremy Hunt I'm referring to, was he was going to be, they were going to be compassionate and mindful of those who needed the most help in society. But what we're seeing is that, yes, we've got people at the lower end of society, but this crisis is going to hit middle income, the middle class now, because as mortgages start to roll off their fixed rates and interest and, and the interest rates, mortgage rates available are much, much higher now. We're likely going to see mortgage prices increase significantly. Energy prices go up by 74%, put in a further squeeze on. We've already seen an increase in food prices. The recent inflation number at 10.1% is driven mainly by food. And we also have fuel prices increasing because OPEC cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day. So all of these, these things are conspiring into a situation where potentially next year, once these fixed rates start rolling off, we're going to start seeing defaults on mortgages, which is going to be horrible for banks, so on and so forth. And so we really need a tangible package, a tangible plan from government to help uh, households and more importantly, also help business uh, survive through this period of, of time. And the next leader is going to be integral to that. We need a safe pair of hands. We need someone who is able to make the right decisions with a team that is able to make the right decisions. And I hope for the sake of everyone who listens to this, regardless of how you vote, be you Labour, Conservative, Lib, De Lib Dem, Green Party, that the politicians in Westminster find a way to actually work with each other so that a workable, sustainable plan can be delivered that will really help families who need help. This is crucially important right now. You know, watching PMQs last week is, it's an embarrassment. You know, it's like a bunch of kids fighting in a, in a playground. We need more order. We need more, um, more willingness to work across aisle to, to really help. This is, this potentially is a really nasty situation to be in and we need competent, calm leadership right now. And so this week we will find out what happens 
who's going to be the leader of the Conservative Party, who is going to be the new Prime Minister. And I hope that we get to a position where we can look to competence, we can look to a professional um, move in the right direction with a team that are able and willing to work across the aisle and want to do the right thing for the nation specifically. And uh, look, I know that there's obviously the conversation of it, of a general election. I think that's fully in the power of the Tories, and I don't think that they're going to do that. Uh, they're not going to call a general election. Um, so I think for the next two years, we are basically stuck, um, really, and we have to try and make the best of this situation during the next two years to ensure that we're able to keep our heads above water. Now, we're not going to know what's going to be in the new budget. So the mini budget as it was three and a half, four weeks ago is gone. We know that there are likely going to be, there will be spending cuts, there will be tax hikes. We know that for a fact, but the detail of it, we don't know. And we won't know until after this contest is basically done. So originally, detail was supposed to be released on October 31st, which was actually, I believe, this this week, this this Friday or so. I just need to double check this, actually. When is the 31st? The 31st is next Monday, next Monday. So hopefully by then, we should know who the new prime minister is going to be. However, we're probably going to find out Thursday, Friday this week, which isn't going to give enough time unless they're working in the background. Um around what's going to be in this budget. I'm sure Jeremy Hunt is going to continue working on that, but we don't know just yet. So it is highly possible that we may not get any detail of what the budget is going to look like until after the 31st of October. Now that's problematic because the Bank of England, the Monetary Policy Committee meets on November 3rd. Now Andrew Belly has already earmarked and signposted that it is likely they're going to have to take more drastic measures in this fight against inflation. And I think he's signposting for an interest rate increase of 0.75, maybe even 1% to be announced on the 3rd of November. So if we don't get the detail around the budget on the 31st, that potentially pushes interest rate rises down into December. And if, and if inflation doesn't come in lower than 101 next month, then that puts us in a little bit of a precarious position from the Bank of England point of view. So the timeline here is going to be a little bit tight. It's going to be interested to see what's going to happen. But as and when we know what what the developments are, I will keep you guys posted on the podcast. Throughout last week, I was doing a lot of live sessions, just covering a lot of what this means on the YouTube channel. So if you do listen on the podcast and you're not necessarily following on YouTube, I would strongly encourage you to follow on YouTube as well, um, because that's why I'm giving um, commentary during the week, some thoughts during the week, which people have fed back and found really, really helpful. So if you're not following on, on YouTube, perhaps uh, just keep an eye out for on the channel uh, for any live sessions that I do where I try to, I guess, update people and give people a few tips based on what the news is essentially saying. Um, but the next week or so is going to be very, 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 very interesting. I think I want to end this episode on just reiterating something that I've mentioned in previous podcasts. Um, and that is, you know, in times like this, it is very, very worrying, especially if you've got a mortgage 
and you know that your fixed rate is going to be coming to an end you're one of the unlucky people like I am my my fixed rate mortgage is going to come to an end in November next year so I'm going to see a massive hike in my in my mortgage payments you know you might be renting and you might be you know speaking to your landlord right now and he's saying that he needs to increase rent you know you might be struggling with energy bills right now you might be struggling to put food on the table this this whole thing can be really really overwhelming and i just want to encourage everyone watching please 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 try to look after your mental health right now you know i know how stressful it is i know how it can induce anxiety um but take a moment just pause and just really try and concentrate on some of the things that you you find I guess that you're 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 thankful for the things that really really matter try and take a moment to really focus on those things for the time being we are in for a difficult ride but I think that there are things that we've spoken about so much on this channel that will really really help um, that that are within our control that are within our control to to change and to tweak and more now more than ever we just need to be very very aware of our financial situation we need to be very very aware of the things that we can control if you are struggling if you are struggling it's really really important that you um ask for help turn to us.org that's a charity that i'm doing some work with at the moment they're a non-profit um, i'm an ambassador for them during this cost of living crisis because i believe in what they what they do um, they won the podcast about two months ago talking about the help that they can offer so if you are struggling you know there may be benefits there may be grants that you think that you're not eligible for that you actually are but all you need to do is go onto their website and fill out their benefits calculator and maybe even pick up the phone and speak to them and say look this is the situation what help is there available to to me even if you don't qualify for any of the benefits you may have local um, grants um, that you can access they'll be able to signpost you in the right direction so please don't suffer in silence don't you know retract into yourself with worry have conversations speak to people i've said it before you're not in this alone a lot of a lot of people are in the same boat as you and oftentimes when you're able to speak about these things you might have a conversation with someone where you pick up something and think actually that's quite helpful and just you know at a base base level often knowing that you're not alone in a problem makes a huge huge difference so please take care of yourself and as always if you need any help from me i'm also available you can message me on instagram send me a dm and i'll be more than happy to help until next week please take care check us out on youtube for updates through the week i appreciate you i'll catch you next monday Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one -on -one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.